I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high-quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want, and it's always top of the line, but... It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling. Chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs. Two pounds of ground beef or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code SCARYMYSTERIES and get $20 off your first box. New England is known for its charming towns, comforting foods, and of course its historical contributions. But the Down East region can have a dark side. I'm investigative journalist Kylie Lowe, and on my weekly podcast, Dark Down East, I dig into both decades-old and modern-day cases from my home state of Maine and the greater New England area. In each episode of Dark Down East, I seek insight from law enforcement officials, family members, and other loved ones who are both deeply familiar with the cases and the individuals at the heart of them. Join me as I unveil intricacies of these stories that are often overlooked, honor the grit of those searching for justice, and shine a light on cases that you aren't hearing on other podcasts. Listen to Dark Down East now, wherever you're listening. Throughout history, criminal acts have taken on many forms. Some disturbing, while others are just strange and obscure. Today, we're going to delve into some unsettling cases where murderers have been found to harness the instincts and lethal capabilities of innocent creatures to carry out their sinister agendas. Here are five murderers who weaponized animals. Number five, Henry Thomas. In May of 2014, a tragic incident occurred involving the death of a two-year-old child. As disheartening as it already is, the circumstances surrounding the toddler's demise makes this case even more disturbing. It all began during the investigation on the death of a child named Alika Gonzalez. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were looking into the matter as a possible murder, with the number one suspect being the boyfriend of the victim's mother, Henry Thomas. Initially, Thomas told authorities in North Vancouver, British Columbia, that the child had fallen down the stairs while in his care. However, as the investigation went on, some other sketchy details began to emerge. The prime example of this being that after the autopsy, There were not injuries consistent with a fall down a flight of stairs. On top of that, the doctors found that the toddler's blood had been diluted by a large dose of snake venom, 
and that it was this that caused her death. The RCMP's suspicion towards Thomas further arose due to his peculiar habits and hobbies. It was found out that the man had been keeping dangerous animals as pets, including venomous snakes at his home. Didn't help that investigators were able to recover vials of snake venom stored at his property. When asked, Thomas revealed that he had been acquiring these substances for medical purposes. Apparently, he had been injecting himself with the venom to stimulate his immune system. An eventual toxicology report then confirmed that the same venom Thomas had in his possession was in Gonzalez's system, thereby proving their initial theory that the child had died from it. Faced with these findings, Thomas subsequently admitted administering the venom to the child. He did so by injecting little doses of the harmful substance. His reason was, like himself, he also wanted baby Alika to develop immunity and become stronger. Despite the severity of Thomas's actions on December 8th of 2019, he was sentenced to a measly 18 months in jail for the charge of failing to provide the victim with the necessities of life. Gonzalez's tragic death serves as a reminder that there really are some people who will go to certain lengths just to satisfy their curiosity and uphold their misguided beliefs. Number 4. Susan Monica Deep in the heart of rural Wimmer, Oregon, a dark tale of murder and depravity unfolded on a secluded farm. Susan Monica, a former sailor who once served in the U.S. Navy as a man, became the center of attention when she was found guilty of the heinous crimes committed on her property. Formerly named Stephen Buchanan, Monica bought and developed a 20-acre farm she aptly called the White Queen Construction. What seemed an idyllic countryside retreat, this property's serene facade actually concealed a malevolent secret. It began with the reported disappearance of a guy named Robert Haney, a handyman that Monica had hired back in 2013. Haney's family grew concerned when they hadn't seen or heard from their father. In tracing his steps, the man's children decided to pay the White Queen construction a visit. Upon questioning, the owner feigned ignorance, claiming to the distraught family that Robert had simply come there and done his job before leaving. Sensing something was off about this woman, the family contacted the Jackson County Sheriff's Office and filed a missing persons report. Detectives quickly acted upon the request, and when they went to Monica's, they found themselves facing a bizarre puzzle as they questioned her about her handyman's disappearance. According to her, the man had been having some personal issues that had him drinking a lot, even on the job. He had been displaying some strange behavior, and Monica even felt bad for him. But Robert was known as a responsible individual, so this didn't feel like something he'd do. Cops then checked in on some of Robert's credit card activity to see if he was anywhere around. They discovered his Oregon Trail credit card being used in a Walmart. When they looked into it further, the surveillance footage from the time and place of the card being used showed Monica, and just Monica, was the one there using it shortly after the man's disappearance. Law enforcers began to suspect the foul play could very well be involved in the matter. With a search warrant in hand, officers inspected Monica's property, and the scene they encountered was nothing short of disturbing. 
and piles of garbage everywhere, rotting food and industrial waste lying around. However, nothing could prepare them for the discovery in a catchment pond, a severed human leg. Monica was immediately brought to the police station for questioning. With the evidence in hand, the woman had no choice but to confess. According to her, while Robert was at her house, she heard a scream out back. When she went to check, she witnessed her pigs eating the man alive. Instead of helping him out, she decided to get her gun and just shoot him as a way of putting him out of his misery. As the investigation deepened, the suspect mentioned another man named Stephen Delacino, whom she also hired as a handyman prior to Robert. And he disappeared sometime in 2012 under mysterious circumstances too. During the interrogation, she wound up revealing that she had shot and fed Delacino to her pigs in the same way as she had done with Haney. Found guilty on all accounts, Monica was sentenced to a minimum of 50 years in prison. But the story doesn't end there, as police are haunted by her claim that there could be at least 17 other victims buried on her property. In her own testimony, she had this to say, I do not value human life very much. The only thing wrong with this planet is there's people on it. If it weren't for us, all the other animals dodo birds, and whatever else would still be here. Number 3. The Cobra Murder Case In 2018, 27-year-old Suraj Kumar from Kerala, India, tied the knot with Uthra, who came from a relatively well-off family. Suraj was a banker by profession and did all right in terms of salary, but Uthra's parents wanted the best for her, and so... They had been giving Suraj a hefty amount of money each month so they could enjoy life. But problems began to arise in the couple's relationship after their first child was born. Suraj became dissatisfied with the woman's apparent mental and physical disability. She had changed in his eyes, and he didn't really like her all that much anymore. However, he did like the cash her parents kept sending. So he wanted to get rid of her, but at the same time, keep her dowry, which included gold, a car, and cash amounting to almost 7000 U.S. dollars. Divorcing her simply was not an option, and so, out of desperation, Kumar devised a plan to eliminate Uthra for good. However, he had to make sure that the crime wouldn't bite him back. His solution was to use venomous snakes to carry out the plot. And so, in 2019, the would-be killer began researching methods of using snakes to kill a person. Determined to carry out his sinister plan, he enlisted the help of an accomplice who assisted him in acquiring the animals. A year later, Kumar executed his plan. He first sedated his wife, rendering her unconscious. He then chose a Russell Viper, a highly venomous native Indian snake, to bite her. However, Luck was on the poor woman's side as she unexpectedly had woken up due to the intense pain caused by the bite. She was swiftly taken to the hospital where she miraculously survived the attempted murder. After the failed attempt, Kumar became even more determined to find a deadlier snake. He once again consulted the internet while pretending to care for his wife at her bedside. It didn't take long for him to find his ultimate weapon. Once Uthra was discharged, Kumar wasted no time. He sedated her again, and this time around, used a cobra 
to deliver multiple venomous bites to her hand. Weekend from her previous ordeal, the woman couldn't possibly survive. She tragically passed away on May 6th of 2020. Kumar's in-laws quickly became suspicious of him. When after only about a week since the incident, he immediately tried to claim the victim's belongings and properties. Justice finally came when the snake handler who helped the killer was arrested. He then confessed to aiding Kumar on his despicable plans. And this information led to the husband's arrest and murder charges. Suraj was found guilty and given a double life sentence for the crime, deemed by the court as diabolic, ghastly, brutal, and heinous. And considering this eerie circumstance, it's clear that the convicted had married the victim solely for her wealth and not for love. Number two, Robert Rattlesnake James. Born in 1894, Raymond Lazemba, known also as Robert James or Rattlesnake James, once served in the U.S. Army during World War I in 1917. He returned home and worked as a barber in California. He then got himself entangled with numerous women, whom he would later marry. Ray had reasons other than love for tying the knot with all these women. He figured he could get their life insurance money, but of course they had to die in order for him to get it. In 1932, Ray and his first wife, Winona, had a car accident on Pikes Peak Highway in Colorado. The man survived by jumping out of the vehicle, but his passenger wife was trapped and had incurred life-threatening injuries, which proved fatal. Her life insurance was then fully paid off, consequently. The circumstances surrounding her death were never probed until much later on. And three years later, in 1935, Ray married Mary James, in that very same year, he approached Charles Hope, who he knew was having some financial difficulties. He told him that for $100, Ray wanted Charles to obtain two rattlesnakes, which he intended to use to poison Mary and claim $5,000 in life insurance. And so on August 4th, Charles brought the snakes over to Ray's house. And there, he found the woman strapped to a kitchen table with her eyes and mouth taped shut. The husband had initially tricked the wife that a doctor would be coming over to conduct a pregnancy test. Like a scene out of a horror film, Charles said he witnessed the man put his spouse's foot into the box containing the venomous snakes. The reptiles immediately sank their fangs into the poor woman. The two men quickly left the scene, expecting the victim to fall dead. However, when the killer returned the next day, he realized that Mary was still alive. Frustrated by this failure, Ray dragged the half-conscious woman all the way through the bathroom and drowned her in the bathtub. He then placed her body by the fish pond in the backyard to make it appear like an accident. Deeply disturbed by the incident, Charles later on blurted out his involvement of the murder at a bar. And his revelation consequently led to his and James's arrest. Ray claimed he was innocent of the crime. However, the succeeding autopsy report revealed the presence of snake bite wounds, which, in a way, confirmed the murder plot. Both Rattlesnake James and his companion were found guilty of the murder charge. While Hope received life in jail, the victim's husband got the death penalty, which was eventually carried out on May 1st of 1942, and he was the last man to die on the gallows in California. Number 1. Christian Johnson 
For the first time in criminal history, a man was convicted using pioneering dog DNA technology. As strange as that may sound, the details behind the case are even stranger. In April of 2010, Seiyi Ogunyemi and his friend Haru Hiyabu were attacked by a large group of teens in Lark Hall Park in Stockwell, South London. Reports said that the encounter was a gang-related feud. And 16-year-old Ogunyemi attempted to flee over a fence, but witnesses said he was being pursued and was later on dragged to the ground by a dog owned by Christian Johnson, a member of the group attacking the two. There's nothing much that a teenager can do against the ferocity of an animal like this. With his target already on the ground, the 22-year-old then stabbed Ogunyemi six times. Hiyabu also incurred nine stab wounds. Despite the higher number, the latter managed to survive. The other one, however, was not so lucky. During the altercation, Tyson, the bull terrier, was unfortunately also stabbed twice. Having realized the bloody outcome of the scuffle, Johnson quickly fled the scene with his pet. However, the two left behind a 600-yard trail of blood. This then helped officers in tracking down the killer and his dog. It didn't take long for the police to find the assailant, who was found walking bare-chested while covered in blood, down a busy South London High Street. During the investigation, detectives discovered that Tyson's DNA matched the blood found at the crime scene as well as on Johnson. So this would be the first time that an animal's DNA had been used to implicate a suspect in a crime. At trial, prosecutors revealed that the accused had previously been given a set of conditions to keep the dog. This included having Tyson chipped, tattooed, and insured, as well as keeping the canine always leashed and muzzled at all times when in public. Obviously, the dog owner violated the terms set to him by the court. With the DNA evidence presented, Johnson was eventually found guilty on the charges of killing Ogunyemi and an attempted murder charge on Hiyabu. With the convict already locked up, the judge ordered Tyson to be surrendered to the police. They were now also requesting the court's approval for it to be euthanized, which they got. So there were five murderers who weaponized animals. Thanks for tuning in. If you want more episodes like this, then go ahead and dig through our library. We have a lot more like this and other weirder stories too. And for exclusive podcasts and to help support us, please check out our subscription link down below where you'll get access to a bunch of other content plus new exclusive podcasts each and every week. We appreciate it all. I'll see you soon.